moments will be lost in time. Like tears. seeing The Wiz, and I, I've, I've known about it for a long time as as the Black Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the only way to describe it. it. It was it was very it was very much that all the way through. It seemed very determined that that's what it wanted to be, and that's what it became. <laughs> too too ethnic. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too ethnic for you, Billy? <laughs> too ethnic for Billy. <laughs> no, I don't know. It was, it was just, it was... I don't know what I expected. I think it was, I think the issue is it was exactly what I expected. Right. And I really enjoyed parts of it. Others, I was looking at it going, all right, all right, you're working here. But... I don't know. I got mixed feelings. Not that, like, I'm someone who has, like, a big Wizard of Oz poster in my apartment, and I'm like, oh, that that Judy Garland, she's everything to me. But Yes, you are. You are that kind of person. <laughs> I actually realized, before sitting down to watch this, I have not ever watched Wizard of Oz not on a VHS tape that I had yeah. at home taped from a 1990 TV special. I don't think I've seen Wizard of Oz since I was, like, 10 tops. Like, yeah. this is the first time I watched it as an adult, right? So, like, for me, this is the first time I've watched Wizard of Oz without cutting away to a commercial and Angela Lansbury <laughs> giving me a little bit of the history of the film. Aww, right. that's very sweet. <laughs> you should have invited her over and then paused the movie occasionally and let her do the same thing. I should have. She was here the other day, and we, we just couldn't get it together. We were watching Beauty and the Beast instead. What uh, what were, uh... Because I take it... I mean, we kind of broke our rules, because I assume everybody here has seen The Wizard of Oz before. But I assume because we were doing two movies that it didn't really matter. Exactly. Like, like I think The Wiz is the one to talk about here. Yeah. Uh, I Because I had seen parts of The Wiz on TV, like I remember it playing on like TBS occasionally or whatever, and just catching parts of it and doing like, <laughs> um, So I hadn't Michael, seen it all the way through. Michael, just because they were black. But I, 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 I needed to be scared. Yeah, god damn it, Michael. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> too ethnic. <laughs> Greek yogurt's too ethnic for me. No, so I hadn't seen it in its entirety, but I did see the recent um, live musical one that they put on. Oh, like... oh no. <laughs> anyway, so seeing it, I kind of really, really liked it. However, I wish most of the songs weren't bad. <laughs> I think most of the songs <laughs> are really bad. Well, I, I, I don't disagree with you. 
I I think there are good songs in it. I just think the problem is where there should be one song, they tend to put two or three songs. Yeah, because yeah. they're like I think there are two or three really good songs. Like the um uh what's it, the song they sing on the Yellow Brick Road is very very good. Um, I like any song the Tin Man sang, but uh but everything else was so like forgettable and like standard. You know what I mean? It didn't it didn't really catch me, but. Everything else in the movie, I kind of love. I think is great. <laughs> um, before we get too deep, Incha, you picked these two. Do you want to tell us why you picked these two? Um, I just really, really like them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I used to. You're allowed to like them. You're allowed to give us movies you like. No, I know. Yeah, I this really isn't really like, like this isn't like Fear Factor where you try to find <laughs> shit they'll all hate and just put us through it. Yeah. Actually, apparently it is so far. <laughs> yeah. so far. <laughs> I was like, oh, I did that before. Um, but but this movie, like, I kind of grew up on this movie because my my dad was like super duper in love with the Wizard of Oz. But then, like, he was just like, "Well, did you know there was a Black Wiz?" And I'm just like, "What is this?" <laughs> and then we just watched it together all the time. And then I became like super attached to it because it was it was freaky in all the right ways and i i just i just started to enjoy it more and more and more as i became an adult and um but i i kind of put this on the same tier with the wizard of oz that's why i was like i might do a compare and contrast with you guys to like you know see how it matches up with one another because it's basically the same exact story yeah but one is you know in a farmhouse yeah. and the other one is in harlem yeah. And, like, I do agree very much that, like, some of the songs are absolutely terrible. Like, why does Diana Ross have to sing a song right after her Aunt M sang a song? Yeah. Why does, like, like why, why does, like, I didn't need, like, the Munchkins song to, like, go on for, like, 20 hours. Like, I think yeah. that's fine. But I really, really enjoy it because of the visuals oh, the, of it yeah, too the production design's amazing like i love it oh it's it i think it's perfectly designed yeah. for the aesthetic it wanted to capture yeah. like from the very first shot when it shows that mural on the brick wall i'm well i'm looking at that going oh like this is very sesame street right mm -hmm. now the way it's capturing mm -hmm. that kind of like urban yet innocent vibe yeah and i think that's like one of the one of the things about it that like I think everybody took away from it was the production design because like it's it's very much over the top but then also it's very much minimal as yeah. well like they didn't really do much for it yeah but they did a lot for like, it and it's and it it's yeah great. I love that a lot of scenes are just shot in like empty uh subway platforms or like parking garages because it makes it like mm -hmm. seem strange you know to just see those empty but it's also very like down to earth which sort of heightens everything that's whimsical about it right exactly yeah like if you travel like into munchkin land like in the wizard of oz it's kind of just like oh my god why am i here but like if you travel somewhere that like kind of feels familiar to you but not like the subway station in like harlem looks like look like would look like that subway station if you went to oz right. like you know yeah, like yeah. it's <laughs> so cool um but yeah that's why i picked it and i'm really yeah 
Well, I mean, on that point, I, at first I was like, oh, like, why is Oz so similar to where she came from? Why are these kind of identical? But then I thought about it, and even in the original Wizard of Oz, like, it's not like Dorothy's going to a crazy kooky land. She's going from, like, the fields of Kansas to, like, a scarecrow in a field in the woods. It's still very, like, it, it's similar. Yeah. Geographically. And I think, like, with The Wiz, it kind of, it works in a very, very much different way because of the sheer fact that, like, she comes from Harlem, but you can also pinpoint the places that she goes as, like, the five boroughs or something yeah. like that in, like, New York. Because, like, the, God, what's that place? Like, Oz, like, the, you know, where she goes yeah. to go to see the wizard, like... Oh, Emerald City. The, uh, there the we Emerald go. City. Yeah. Um, it's like Manhattan. Like Emerald right? City is basically <laughs> yeah. Manhattan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like where she went to see the scarecrow is kind of like, um, it's like Brooklyn or Queens or the, oh, uh, no, it's like the Bronx in like the 70s right. or the 80s. And it's, I thought that was like so interesting. Like as I grew up, I was just like, oh my God, it's New York, but it's told in a different way because it's scary here. <laughs> it is cool. It's like, um, it's like, uh, it reminded me of sort of post-apocalyptic, like, it looked like Barter Town from Beyond Thunderdome half the time. Like. <laughs> yeah, I, I, especially where the scarecrow yeah. was. That looked super post-apocalyptic. Those crows were scary, yeah. man. The With yeah. the noses, with the fake noses. Now, do you think, were they meant to evoke the crows in Dumbo? I think so. Yeah, I got that vibe. <laughs> or at least, they, were, they, were they both riffing on the same source material? It's probably the better question to ask. I can see it as both, honestly. I think I think it maybe because when was Dumbo made? Like in the nineteen forties? I want to say Dumbo was nineteen forty. Well, someone's looking it up. I can hear cle- keys clacking. Oh, yeah, 41. it's me. Sorry. <laughs> oh, 41. there we go. Yeah, I think it's like probably like. Oh. Sorry, the... they're remaking Dumbo with Tim Burton? Yeah. You okay. didn't know that? Will Smith's gonna be in it. I... Yeah, and Danny DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, let's, we don't have time to address that, because I have thoughts on that. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's, like, I think it's one of those things where I kink... I, oh, wow, I kink. I think that they were trying to riff on a lot of African-American movies, yeah. or, like, African-American stereotypes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the crows were like an African American stereotype from you know the like Dumbo, so they were like, oh well, let's put it in this mm-hmm. movie and see if it works. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like them, and you're right in that. Like even like when they go to the Tin Man, there's tons of minstrel imagery yeah. mm-hmm. in that scene. I just love his visual design, though. Like with all like all like the specific cans of like cookie tins and Budweiser cans on his arms. Yeah, yeah he's great. I love the Tim Man. He's my favorite character. In <laughs> also, do you guys know that this was written by Joel Schumacher? I found that out afterwards, <laughs> and I was like, "That's fucking hilarious." <laughs> yeah, I found that out when I saw his name in the opening credits and like paused to take. I didn't a even notice it in the opening credits. <laughs> crazy yeah it, it's the one name i wrote down with like five question marks next to it because <laughs> everyone else i'm like all right like diana ross is here michael jackson all right you we, i get it it's a greatest hits type thing but joel schumacher is not in that crowd in my mind it's um uh what was i gonna say oh it's crazy to me that uh sydney lummet or lemay or whatever 
that he the directed man. it. Like, that's insane yeah. to me. <laughs> like, especially, like, a guy doing, like, Dog Day Afternoon yeah. and, like, 12 Angry Men. It's just like, I'm gonna do the whip. It's so, like, <laughs> it's such an insane... But it kind of works. Yeah, and I think that's why you get such a emphasis on the production yeah. design. Mm-hmm. Because it's almost, it's not really made as a musical. It's shot very, like, matter-of-fact. And it leaves all of the whimsy yeah. and whatnot up to the characters and the production design and, and everything. Which, yeah. which I think helps, for sure. Hey, you know what's terrifying? The, the subway <laughs> scene? When those uh, marionettes get bigger and bigger and... I love that yeah, scene. I love it so much. What was that guy supposed to be in, like, Wizard of Oz lore? Because at first I thought he would have been, like, a like a flying monkey type. But then we see the flying monkeys later on. Yeah, and they're bike, bikers. Yeah, so I'm just confused as to, like, what he, what he, he was. He was just the guy who wandered onto set and did that. Yeah. <laughs> so they recorded it oh. and put it in the movie. Because he has, like two scenes one where you actually get to see his face and then the other one with like the bag over it but mm-hmm. he still has those freaky thing like that freaky thing like around his neck so it was kind of like who why are you here though yeah yeah and was it would he been like maybe like the crab apple tree <laughs> or the jabba walkie no no that's alice in wonderland that's alice <laughs> did you even watch Could've... the movies ninja she just watched Alice in Wonderland instead. <laughs> <laughs> Man, those crab apple trees are hilarious, though. <laughs> How great are they? <laughs> don't eat stuff on. Don't pick stuff on. Get out of here. I love it, and I think there is like there like if you're like Incha said to compare and contrast. Like The Wizard of Oz is very minimal in its production design as well. It's made to look like it's very storybook esque. Yeah. Like it has beautiful matte paintings. Yeah. In the backgrounds, and I think I think the Wiz does evoke that in a way. Um, watching watching the Wizard of Oz as an adult now, uh, I find it a lot funnier. Like I get a lot of the jokes that like the Wizard makes, and um, mm-hmm. but I also feel really bad for the Munchkins now <laughs> that I fully understand <laughs> that they were probably treated like human garbage by everybody. <laughs> mm. You know who else was apparently treated like human garbage? Judy Garland. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, um, for one, the studio where it's making her smoke, like, packs of cigarettes Keep a day so that she would have the right voice oh. for the role, and, like, everyone <laughs> on set was, like, I guess because, like, they had to be under so much makeup and stuff, and because they had so much more experience, they were very belittling to her, and even in, um, like, in, in pay, you know who got paid more than Judy Garland on that movie? Who? Toto. Toto. <laughs> The, d- the dog got way more than Judy Garland Here's the got. thing, Billy. I like I mean, the fact that you were like, well, I'm not someone who has a big Judy Garland poster in my blah, blah, blah. And apparently <laughs> you're writing a fucking book about her. No. Uh, okay, honestly. Uh... <laughs> he does have a point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's every single fact about Judy Garland off the top of my head. Not a fan or anything, just, you know. <laughs> hey, you know who's fantastic Aww. in The Wiz? Uh, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. He's amazing yeah. in that final scene. Like, he, yeah. he almost made me, like, tear up. He was so good. Yeah, I, I would argue that Richard Pryor as The Wiz is better 
than in the original Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. He brings way more pathos to the role, and the scene I love, like, I think it's my favorite scene in The Wiz, is when he, like, goes to Dorothy and he asks for her advice. He's like, do you have anything for yeah, me? it's... Like, totally reverses those roles, and, give, like, it empowers Dorothy so much of, like, yes, she has gone on this journey and she's learned. And, like, Richard Pryor really sells it, like, the fear... And the self-deprecation. Yeah, the, the last scene with him is very, very affecting. Like, that whole scene is uh, amazing. Like, he was he was fantastic. I also felt bad that he didn't leave. Yeah, he kind of did too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Well, he needed to learn. He needed to get out into Oz and ease on down the road himself. He's already there, though. Well, he's gonna work backwards. Ease, ease on up the road. <laughs> you know what else is a great scene? After um, they kill... What's her name? Evelina or whatever? Um, mm-hmm. When the all the sweatshop workers are like, they take their costumes off. Oh, and they all get like ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really like yeah. that. It looked really cool. Well, like, I like that too, because at first they're con- you can kind of tell they're wearing like almost like caricature mm-hmm. outfits. And then they kind of like take off their stereotypes and become real hot people. Yeah. So It's, it's pretty terrifying yeah. when... Um, when the Tin Man gets flattened by that giant iron. <laughs> yeah, like the Scarecrow just had his top and bottom yeah. taken off. Like, that that happened in the original Wizard of Oz, and everyone was fine. Yeah, and the lion got hung by his tail, and then they're like, oh, we're gonna, like, kill yeah. the Tin Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else is really good in this movie? Michael Jackson. He is good. Mm. And I He's think- great. There's so many parts just to, like, watch him in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wish he had different makeup, though. Because whatever his costume was gave him, like, a crazy double chin. Yeah. And it was distracting because I couldn't really tell if it was the costume or I was like, was he, does he just have a double chin that I didn't notice? (laughs) I also, like, I also thought that, like, his nose was a Reese's cup. Yes! (laughs) That's exactly what I thought it was. I have that as a note. (laughs) Because, like, even when, like, he did, like, a little, and, like, he brushed it or like blew it up it came mm-hmm. up and i'm just like is that, is that a fucking Reese's cup? <laughs> <laughs> wait so you're telling me michael jackson had a weird nose i don't Wrong. believe it <laughs> <laughs> yes this is also like the only role that like his only feature film like he has he never did a feature film after this does one. captain eo not count I don't want to count that. <laughs> or is it? Is it? It's not a real film, though. Really, right? Like, no, it's just like a Disney. Yeah, thing yeah, it was like did. a theme park, <laughs> like a ride movie. Thing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's more a ride than a movie. Yeah, okay. And I mean, like, I guess you can count like all his documentaries, but like, I wouldn't. No, no, those those aren't <laughs> movies. I know he wanted to do more movies. I know he wanted to do the Harry Potter movie, Ooh. but J.K. Rowling oh, said no. no. <laughs> Who did he want to be, Harry? I am assuming. <laughs> or Dumbledore. Could have been. <laughs> uh, he was, yeah, he was good. He was a nice, charming actor. Like, he was, he should have done more. I enjoyed him. And, and also, another fun fact. Diana Ross was 33 at the time of this movie, and no one wanted her to play Dorothy, because everybody thought that she was too old. Aw. Which I get. <laughs> she was, but I thought it worked really well, because it, it sort of um separated it a little more from The Wizard of Oz, and it made it sort of a different type of story like instead of you know a young this happening to a young girl it does seem like sort of an older 
she's like 24 in the movie or something, they say. The character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's sort of like she's stuck in a rut and doesn't know what to do with her life and doesn't, you know. And it, it kind of works for that, like having an older act- older actress. She was 33, like she's fucking ancient. But <laughs> I agree with you on that, but I think she was still playing it too young. I think if she had actually gone with that characterization right. of like kind of being older and stuck in a rut, it would have worked a lot better. But instead we got a lot of scenes of her being like, oh, what's happening? Where am I? Which is, you know, I very... Think that was the- Diana Ross. (laughs) Yeah, that's my Diana Ross impression. But apparently she got the role because she lobbied for it and because she could promise Michael Jackson would be in the movie. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, like, they were, like, meant, like, she she was, like, his mentor when Mm -hmm. they both were, like, in Motown. So, like, it kind of helped. And also, it kind of made sense that, like, there would be an abundance of songs because it was a Motown production. Yeah. So it was just song after song after song. And even if you told them to stop, they wouldn't. Yeah. But it just, I don't know. It just felt like if Wizard of Oz had cut away to sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow like five times instead of once. Mm-hmm. It's a it's like, like a that, quality yeah. over quantity issue. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because yeah. there are great songs. It just, they kind of get lost in the shuffle when there's three times as many songs in this than The Wizard of Oz, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even, like, and re-watching The Wizard of Oz for this, like, I didn't even, like, there weren't that many songs. No, right? Like, no. <laughs> no, there's not. There's, there's like, each character gets a song. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah, and then. And, like, the bigger moments get a song. It's not, like, every five seconds somebody needs to sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's a, a running theme with these movies that we do. I guess I don't understand what laws were like before today. Because, you know how in the 60s, apparently, you could get your phone taken away if you, like, have a girlfriend, right? Well, yeah. how come, how, why was that Mrs. Gulch or whatever lady in Wizard of Oz allowed to, like, personally execute Toto? Like, she comes over with a warrant from the sheriff or something, and she's the one who, she's like, give me your dog, I, I get to take it and yeah, kill it. Yeah, she should have come on like with a sheriff yeah, or something like they don't just yeah. that's a you, really good point they don't just be like here <laughs> deal with this yourself i feel like, like i didn't i don't i didn't question anything in the original wizard of oz just because it is so like ingrained of watching it from such an early age yeah. that like i'm just like this is the story this is fine Never but you're fine. right that's weird i guess laws just didn't make any sense until the 70s or whatever hey you know what scene reminded me or you know what Okay, wait. You know when they go to the witch's castle? Yes. In which in which movie? Because oh, we're talking sorry. about two back and forth. In the one with the wizard? Um, okay. No, in the Wizard of Oz. When, uh, when they go to the witch's castle? That whole yep. part reminded me a lot of uh, Star Wars. Like the, the when they're mm, on the Death okay. Star? You know what yeah, I mean? Well, oh. yeah, I mean, I would say that happened in the other direction. Where no, Star Wars pulled a Wizard of Oz. Yes, that's, yeah, but I was watching The Wizard of Oz, and it reminded me of that. So that's why it reminded (laughs) me of Star Wars. I'm not saying they ripped off Star Wars. I think that's a really nice character part for for those three guys to kind of, because, like, before they've just been following Dorothy. So it's a nice moment for them to, like, kind of, like, regroup and figure out what they're going to do. I wish there was a little bit more of that. It feels weird criticizing it. Because it's the Wizard of Oz, but... Now when I watched it, though, when she's melting and she's like, I'm melting, oh, what a world! It makes me laugh, because I always think of uh, when Homer says it on The Simpsons, when his sugar's <laughs> melting. 
<laughs> so that's been ruined for me. But <laughs> I also love when uh, the when the whiz is flying off at the end, and he's like, "I can't come back. I don't know how it works." I think that's the funniest, <laughs> the funniest excuse, like <laughs> for anything. Man, in the original Wizard of Oz, the effects in the wizard's chamber are still pretty great. Yeah. Like, the the actual, yeah. like, pyrotechnics and the projected head. Like, it's... Uh, oddly, it like it holds up better than I think it should. The projected heads is my favorite David Byrne man. <laughs> Joking. The, the talking heads. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I got a little game we can play. It's not really a game, but <laughs> it's... Uh... It's called Five Card Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh that list of the hundred best movie props or whatever oh i totally forgot about this this would be a good time to do it because a wizard of oz prop is on there nice intro you game for a little game a little podcast within our podcast i don't know what this is but so uh <laughs> the thrillist website and i think magazine no 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 such thing as magazines anymore um <laughs> they did a, a very subjective list of what they thought were the 100 best or most iconic movie props of all time so i'm gonna see if you guys can guess any of the top 10 so the uh the way they defined a prop is any object that the character interacts with during the action of the scene and this is not counting costumes vehicles or anything that's uh animated so what do you think some of the top ten would be. Uh, you you said no costumes. Right. And I feel like the ruby slippers are going to count as a costume. They do. Yeah. They count it so, as a costume. Yeah. So That's like, that was literally like my first guess. And yeah. I'm just like, shit, he said no costume. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say Dorothy's basket. No. Good guess, though. And this is like this is what most of the characters interacted with. No, only in, in this movie, only one character interacts with this. Is it the basket, Dorothy's basket? That's what Billy just guessed. <laughs> oh, that is just the slipper shit, <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this has been a terrible. Day. We should just end it. Just stop it here. We're done. We're done. No, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Which is um, the witch's broom? No, but I will say you're warm. The oh. witch's hat. No, in terms of piece of wardrobe. Yeah, that's a piece oh. of wardrobe, you oh. idiot. <laughs> um. Oh, um, Glinda the Good Witch's wand? No. The, the wicked witch of the wet. The, the wicked witch of the wet. crystal ball. No, closer. Right? <laughs> mm. A flying monkey? No. The Was there like a the little potion bottle that she sprayed on to make the poppies sleep? No. Okay, good, because that would be a weird way to write it down. <laughs> Do you wanna know what it is? Do you give up? 
I don't want the to. The knife just... she was gonna kill Toto with? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I feel like we keep moving farther and farther away from Iconic. Is that the... Oh no, that was a fucking pistol. I feel like... I, I'm not sure there's a preamble to this list that I didn't fully read, I guess. But I, I feel like they're not necessarily defining it as iconic so much as just the best. Like, some of the top ten are definitely iconic, but this one I wouldn't call iconic. But when I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, that is cool. Is it like her, her like, mansion thing? Mansion thing? Yeah, like her house or whatever. I don't think a house counts as a prop, does it? I, I wouldn't. That's a location. Is it the bucket of water? No, that's a good guess, though. That would be cool. I'm just trying to think of props in The Wizard of Oz now, because whatever it is, it's going to be, like, so far down my list. I'm trying to think of stuff, like, I'm trying to think of, like, after I said the broom, what else would there be? It's something that the witch uses. I think it's only in, like, two scenes. And Is it her zappy hands? No. What does she have? Yeah. Room. Zappy hands. A little fire, Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> the witch has and it's only in two scenes I think so I don't have an exact count but it's it's barely in the movie but it is uh it's it's used pretty like it's definitely part of the focus of the scene oh, that it is used is it the hourglass it is the hourglass oh. yeah which I thought was an interesting pick but uh anyway it's a cool list so that was a nice little game we played. Nice. All right, we got a bonus game. Just to come back to the Wiz. Right. <laughs> um, you know what joke I really liked throughout it was the running joke of the cabs mm-hmm. going out of service. Yeah. That was really funny. Yeah. I, I particularly liked how like they kept adding a cab each time they added like a new cast member to it. But just overall, I thought that was a really funny winking joke. I just thought it was hilarious because I love the idea that if they could have caught a cab, then the movie would be, like, over so fast. <laughs> they would just go straight there. <laughs> yeah. It's the best. You know what part was, like, super unnecessary? Which, like, I didn't understand why it was even a part of the movie, like, the sexy part. But I I loved it because of the fact that it was, like, a throwback to, like, old 42nd Street. Right. But it was so unnecessary. You're talking about there. the poppies, right? yes yeah 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 yes yes when like they were all put to sleep i'm just like yeah. i i wish this was i wish this was different yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't need the wizard of oz to get sexy yeah it was it was it was really weird it like took you out of the movie for a second because it's just like who are all these ladies in scantily clad clothing <laughs> what's happening and like even when i, I was fine kid, when they were just like, in the subway being chased by pillars yeah, that was fine. I don't need them to be, like, chased by sexy ladies. That's weird. Well, you know, the original Wizard of Oz was very sexy uh, with the flying monkeys and the cowardly lion. If you were a furry, you'd be <laughs> all over that shit. 
I liked the lion in this. Yeah. I, I really liked the, uh, kind of how he was playing off, uh, well, first of all, the fact that he was actually one of the lions from the New York Public Library. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. And I just also love how he was, like, this, like, big, deep-voiced, like, erudite black man playing the lion. Like, I kind of, like, are trying to, like, hit the different stereotypical role. I'm trying to do this without being racist right now. <laughs> and it's difficult. Say, say what you want to say, Billy, and yeah. then I'll tell you if it's racist or not. <laughs> hey, you're, you control the edit. You can say whatever you want, Billy. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah, seriously, it's true. just say what you want to say. Um, no, like I, I like how they had like this like like big deep voiced erudite black man here in that role, um, and I think he pulled off the physicality of the lion really, really well. You know who that was racist to you, Billy? No, I don't know. I he was thinks, worried about thinks, like when I when I started talking about different like when, yeah when. <laughs> No, the first time I started talking about it, saying, like, oh, they have, they have all the different types, types of Types of people. people. I thought you were going to say types of people. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for you yeah. to say it oh, so that I could yell That was the you. part I really shouldn't say. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it so I could yell at you. That's so funny. Um, he, you know who he reminded me of? Because I, I, like, I, I don't know who that actor is. Played the Cowardly Lion in that. But he reminded me of, you know in um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? You know, t- Titus Andromedon? No, his like, nemesis. Yes! The yes! Guy. Very <laughs> much so. Yeah, he reminded me of that. I definitely agree with you. Yeah, but it wasn't. Because... No, because yeah. he would have no. been much older. Um, hey, you know who played the Tin Man in the the Wiz Live that they did recently? Um, mm-hmm. Neo. Keanu Reeves? No. <laughs> no! <laughs> and then Queen Latifah was the Wiz, I think? Anyway, don't watch it. It wasn't very good. But David Alan Greer was the Cowardly Lion, and he was very good. That would also be very good. <laughs> yeah. I like David Alan Greer. I know. I know. I knew you were a big dag head. <laughs> <laughs> was it Mary J. Blige in that? Yeah, she was. Um, was she the evil... Was she the witch? Or was she the good witch, maybe? I can't remember. I feel like she would just... You know what? She was... I think she witch. was the evil witch because... Um, what's her name? Amber Riley from Glee was the good witch, I think. I don't know. This movie is much better. The Wiz is much better than (laughs) The Wiz Live. How do we all feel about when they actually got to the Emerald City and there was that whole, like, color-changing fashion dance number? I feel like I didn't have very strong feelings either way towards it. I thought it was okay, but... (laughs) it a lot i think i liked it more because of the fact that it was just like talking about the production wise again i feel like it was very just like they can they could have just all worn white clothing and then the color changed and then like their outfits changed with it and i love simple stuff like that like i think like that like that scene for me was just like oh that's just super simple good job Good job. You didn't have to spend money on this at all. Yeah. And I love how, for me, in that scene, when we got Richard Pryor as Oz, like, shouting out over the speaker system, that was the most Richard Pryor he was yeah, in yeah. the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I liked, I mean, I liked the scene because it, it was a cool way to do a callback to the horse of a different color, right? Um, mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. I kept quoting that to Amelia as we watched, much to her chagrin. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like hell. That would suck. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for her. <laughs> I also like how like the um 
how every time it was a color change or something like that, the atmosphere would change. Mm -hmm. Like, the red would represent, like, a power kind of thing, and then the green would just all of them be snooty as fuck and then like the gold was like a party atmosphere yeah like i thought that was really cool it was one of the most theatrical sequences too yeah yeah because yeah. it was a it was a like a, a stage show first ah speaking of stage shows the original the original uh person they wanted to have as dorothy in the whiz was stephanie mills who actually did like the theater part of it and then diana ross was like pick me though <laughs> did i mention i'm diana ross <laughs> right it's like check my resume please yeah. oh this whole thing was filmed um well some of this was filmed in astoria studios in queens which is right by the museum of the moving image and it has like some of the little artifacts from the from the whiz in oh. it and like the camera guy like the camera guy lives there? Camera. Yes, he lives there. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Like, like, not the cinematographer, but like that walking camera puppet. Oh, him, right? Yeah, he lives yeah. there. I thought you meant they had the cinematographer there behind glass. Like, the, the horrible people who got, like, the last Native American alive and that really old one and put it behind glass or whatever. But it's like a cinematographer. He's like, please, I want to. <laughs> I want to see I my kids. I feed him. I think it's fine. <laughs> That's really cool, though. Yeah, they like that studio. Also, does it did Nurse Jackie, Shades of Blue, Orange is the New Black, a whole bunch. Uh, of stuff. Do they do anything without color in the title? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? The Wiz, apparently. <laughs> Billy, Michael. You know what they film in Toronto? Suits. So <laughs> take that. <laughs> the finest show on television. We also had Sesame Street for a little hey, bit. Fuck you. We could have Sesame <laughs> Street. We had Sesame Park. So get off the streets and into the park yeah. is what Canada yeah. says. No. We had a French-speaking otter. Okay, you win. <laughs> um, You know what scene I was sad was not in The Wiz? The one where the lion runs through a plate glass window? You were sad that wasn't in The Wiz? Yeah, because I, I feel like that's objectively, like, one of the best moments of The Wizard of Oz. Is when, rather than facing the wizard, he just, like, busts himself through a window. I love how Amelia sent me that and said that, too. You're just like, why isn't the line? I'm like, I don't... I don't know. <laughs> you know what song I really like that's, like, really underappreciated? I think, maybe. I don't know, because, like, I know a lot of people didn't like it when I was growing up. And I got teased for it. Michael Jackson's song. Like, the, um that one he's like i really like that he, song his scarecrow song like when he yeah the you can't win yeah song. that's one of my favorites I, yeah. yeah i think that's one of the good ones this michael jackson fellow he can sing he's got a future in front of him oh he's dead oh <laughs> r.i.p <laughs> heartless shrugging <laughs> Eh, R.I.P. I do like I think Michael Jackson's fantastic. So R.I.P. For real real. <laughs> I mean I don't think ev I don't think every let also me wait, hold on, Billy, wait. Mike I wanna clarify. I don't think everything Michael Jackson did was terrific. 
there are aspects of Michael Jackson I find slightly less appealing than other aspects. I just want to make that clear. I yeah. kind of want to know the, the aspects that you don't like about Well, him. exactly. No, Billy's like, oh, you love his music? No, I never really cared for it. Other stuff he did, I was a big fan of, though. Getting kids drunk and whatnot. Don't care for him as a singer, though. Not Not great, but... I really liked how the Scarecrow in this version, like, he was, he had stuffed himself with, like, philosophy textbooks and quotes and was, like, learning through them. I think that was, like, a really nice little character thing they did to make him want to have a brain. Like, the original Scarecrow didn't really have any reason to want a brain. No. Like, in the original, I feel like... Tin Man and Lion got good characterization. Mm-hmm. Like, Tin Man, just from the, w- from the way he carried himself, you could tell he was already a very tender man. The Tin Man? Yeah. <laughs> Tin Man was, he was soft and tender. Okay. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you're right. In the original, he's sort of the scarecrow. No, you're not right about the Tin Man stuff. That was insane. But, um, <laughs> the scarecrow, his, like, his characterization is very thin it leans really heavily on like his performance and his his uh like the design of the character is very iconic or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah he gets the the loosest sort of reason for wanting to you know come with them mm-hmm. even with like the crows not like with the crows telling him he couldn't walk and him believing it that was really sad actually what's that those crows yeah. were, the crows were dicks yeah can we all talk about, like, how, like, Eveline was, like, her own type of kingpin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she literally ran a sweatshop. <laughs> like, nuts. she had the sweatshop. She also had the crows under her. She had, like, the sex worker. She had, Bikers like... Bikers working for her? <laughs> Bikers. What was the name of the lead biker? Dorothy's, oh, like, man. oh, thanks, Fuzzy or whatever his name. I can't remember what his name was. But I thought it was funny. They just like gave him a name randomly. Yeah. How about when uh, when she dies and melts down the toilet? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> this seemed like a very odd choice, but it's the uh, it's the second character in Film Runners who has died on a giant toilet. <laughs> Good. I love these running themes. Great. Hey, remember, remember, look who's talking, or look who's talking to, with uh, where that one kid's afraid of the toilet. Yeah, yeah, remember that. No. And then he imagines the toilet talk to him, and he's like, "Give me a pee pee," <laughs> and it like yells at him. <laughs> that scared me when I saw uh, that as a kid. <laughs> Still haven't been able to use the toilet. Um, Cheetah was that monkey's name. Oh, Cheetah. There you go. I thought it was Fluffy, but Cheetah is funny too. <laughs> Oh, also, Diana Ross is, like, the only living cast member, apparently. Oh, my God. (laughs) I read that. That's so, like, dark to learn. It's like when you learn that there are no living cast members of Are You Being Served? Or there's no living cast members of um, the movie where the train just rides at the screen. The guy who drove that train, he's dead now. You know, one of the first movies ever (laughs) where the train is driving at the screen? Yeah. Everyone in that is that dead dude, too. That dude's been they've been dead. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Michael's just, just still shocked by the concept of death. <laughs> Did you know Australian movies have they put a warning beforehand because um some people I think it, it might be the um 
the indigenous people or whatever believe that uh taking someone's picture or filming them traps their soul or steals their soul so they put a warning on australian films saying that people who are who are in the film may be dead now so be like be warned because it would be very upsetting if if you believe that and you saw like your your father as an extra or whatever and you're like but he's dead now i know his soul's trapped and he's not so apparently it's very distressing would a warning help with that i think it's to warn you that like hey you might see someone whose soul is trapped so we're pre-warning so you could be like oh i choose not to watch this you know it doesn't help it's not like a uh uh thing that then frees their soul it's not like it's a text like a magic curse that frees their soul if they put a text before the movie i want to see if that's okay my my next film runners movie is an australian movie so i'm like i'm actually really excited to go back and look at that if it's even in there because it is a horror movie so that might be weirder um do we have anything else to say about the wizard of oz or the Wiz? um they're both solid thumbs up for me wholeheartedly love these movies <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah wizard of oz is like a staple of my childhood and like the Wiz, i've been meaning to watch it for years and i'm glad i finally have now it's a staple of your adulthood <laughs> i feel i feel like i'll watch it more in clip i just feel like there's too many songs there's just too many songs but there's great part like the, the highs of it are very high Oh, yeah. It's worth it for those babies that are Velcroed to the wall. <laughs> That's a weird sentence for anyone to say ever. <laughs> what about it you, is. Incha? You, you, well, you picked them, so you love them both, right? Yeah, right. and I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy that I made at least <laughs> one, 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 one like third, well, two thirds of the podcast happy. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that you did